This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Happy Humped Day. It is Wednesday. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has announced a multi-million dollar settlement with two drug-making companies and one drug distributor. The $276 million settlement for Alabama has to do with the state opioid crisis. Endo Pharmaceutical, Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceutical, and McKesson are all part of the settlement reached after the state sued these companies for their part in the opioid crisis. Marshall says that the settlements reached are because the state refused to participate in national opioid settlements, but rather sued as an individual state with unique harms brought about by these opioid drugs. State lawmakers will appropriate the money as it is delivered, either in a lump sum payment or payouts over the course of years. The settlement amount is for remediation. The state was also able to get $40 million extra in attorney fees and litigation costs incurred by the state. Marshall concluded this case by saying that having encountered the utter darkness of the opioid crisis at his own doorstep, in which he's referring to the death of his wife, This is one of the most meaningful accomplishments he has achieved as attorney general. Two doctors who are part of Concerned Doctors of Alabama are reacting to the news that the federal mask mandate for various forms of public transportation have been struck down by a federal judge. On the Daily Detail, I was able to speak with Dr. David Williams out of Northport and Dr. David Calderwood out of Huntsville about this last remaining mandate from the Biden administration now being removed. So, um... I knew that masks would not be helpful the entire time. As a matter of fact, I wrote a paper called The Question of Masks fairly early on. I think it was June or July of 2020 um, about masks and the fact that we've looked at them for respiratory illnesses. We know they they don't actually help for that, uh, but instead they make people a little more hypoxic. Um, It tends to um, concentrate bacteria and viruses around their mouth and nose. So I knew they would make things worse. Uh, i tell you what I did not realize is how devastating they would be on development of language. Um, they've recently just completely changed guidelines. Like, you know, 24 months old uh, used to be speak 50 words of, to be under normal circumstances. Now they're, they're saying it has to be a 30 month old to reach 50 words because, you know, the kids are so delayed with, with speech and stuff like that. So I've never been a fan of mask and it's long overdue. I, I agree. It's, uh, um, we have uh, opposed the mask. They are, um, not beneficial. There are many studies which show that masks reduce um, uh, droplets, um, but this is not a droplet spreading illness. This is an aerosolized, and all the studies that have been done on this virus as well as influenza, basically the majority, uh, almost all of them show that it doesn't reduce infection. Uh, they haven't been helpful if they have been, uh, if anything, harmful. So, yeah, we think this is well overdue. There will be more coming from my interview with these two doctors in the Daily Detail reports for Thursday and Friday of this week. There is a new truck driver training school opening up in the state. Roadmaster has created a new facility in Bessemer. This is one of 20 locations across the nation for the Roadmaster training program. The school's president, Brad Ball, says that they have doubled the size of their company in the last few years due to the supply chain disruptions and driver shortages. Ball says there is currently a shortage of 80,000 drivers. 
Before COVID, that number was more at 60,000 throughout the U.S. The Bessemer School has a goal of graduating 500 truck drivers each year. It takes about a month for a driver to be trained, and when that's all completed, they can often start out with fifty to $70,000 a year. The American Freedom Tour is postponed in Birmingham. Former President Donald Trump had scheduled a rally in the Magic City for this coming June 18th. The American Freedom Tour released a statement saying that they've been forced to change that date and will now be holding the event outside of Memphis on the 18th and in Mobile on July 9th. The organizers of the event say they will upgrade any tickets bought for the Birmingham venue with closer seats and a free lunch if those tickets are transferred to these other two options. Talladega is filling up already by the end of this week. The big one on the boulevard gets into full swing on Friday night with a parade of NASCAR star drivers. Along with that, there'll be a a Saturday night concert with Riley Green. And on Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Series starts at 3 p.m. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, two of Trump's appointed Supreme Court justices are siding with the liberal justices of that court when it comes to federal vaccine mandates within the U.S. military. Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett voted to reject an Air Force Reserve officer's emergency appeal for being dismissed from his position after not taking the COVID-19 vaccine. Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Dunn appealed to the Supreme Court because his request for a religious exemption was denied and he was removed from his command. Dunn also says he had acquired natural immunity by catching the COVID-19 virus back in 2021. Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch wanted to grant a temporary halt to Dunn's military punishment while the case continues forward. The case does not look promising for Dunn since the same set of justices voted against 35 Navy SEALs back in March who were also challenging the federal vaccine mandate and religious exemption denials. Well, when it comes to a judge tossing out a federal when it comes to a Florida judge tossing out a federal mask mandate on public transportation this past Monday, the US Justice Department says they are waiting to decide on whether or not to appeal that case to a higher court. They are waiting based on what the Center for Disease Control will recommend. The DOJ released the statement on Tuesday saying there are no plans to appeal at this point unless the CDC determines that the mask requirement is still necessary on public transportation. If the CDC does determine that is necessary, the DOJ will file an appeal. There are now nine Senate Democrats who are breaking ranks with the Biden administration when it comes to the ending of Title 42. That is a public health directive applied to illegal aliens caught at the U.S.-Mexico border. Senator Gary Peters of Michigan is part of the Senate Homeland Security Committee. He is criticizing the president for plans to rescind Title 42. Peters says until there is a well-thought-out plan for handling the border crossers and border security issues, that dropping the directive should be delayed. Kristen Cinema and Mark Kelly of Arizona, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, John Tester of Montana, Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, Raphael Warnock of Georgia, Catherine Cortez Masto of Nevada, and Chris Coons of Biden's home state of Delaware are all part of legislation that's being offered that would delay the rescinding of Title 42. Meanwhile, Republicans are headed back to the southern border. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy 
announced that a Republican delegation will head to Eagle Pass, Texas, to meet with border authorities there. Joining McCarthy will be eight other House Republicans. This past March, 221,300 illegal migrants were caught by Border Patrol agents as they crossed the border. That number is the highest monthly number recorded by the Department of Homeland Security since it was first created under the Bush administration in 2002. Parents in the state of Massachusetts are filing a lawsuit against a school district for secretly promoting the gender transition of two students at that middle school. The parents were not on board with their child's sexuality being discussed and influenced by other adults. The federal lawsuit is against the Ludlow School District and the Paul Baird Middle School. The lawsuit claims that the students were able to go by different names and pronouns while in school and describe the actions of the principal, librarian, and school counselor as impermissibly inserting themselves into the private realm of the family. Netflix is losing subscribers for the first time in a decade. The online movie provider is reporting a loss of 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter of 2022. Netflix is now forecasting a loss of 2 million in global subscriptions for the second quarter as well. A few of the reasons for the losses, according to Netflix, is increased competition, password sharing in light of inflation and rising costs, and the loss of subscriptions in Russia after Netflix suspended its surface there due to the country's invasion of Ukraine. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and on this Alabama Life, we talk to Alexa James, the founder and CEO of Blanket Fort Hope, about what she's doing here in the state to help children who have been victims of sex trafficking. And these children children need very specific trauma-informed services. Uh, they can't you can't just put them in a group home and give them food and clothing, which is wonderful, uh, but it's not enough. And so they're back out on the street, according to some of our police departments within 24 to 48 hours by 87%. And so as I'm learning all these things, I'm recognizing more and more that what kind of home do we need? And we have been very fortunate and blessed that that DHR has really helped us and, and sat down with us and said, this is a problem. This is what we need. Um, and I, so, so Alexa, just so our audience is clear, Blanket Fort Hope is is a home created for children who are have been subjected to sex trafficking yes. so that they can be informed, not just the physical needs of, of immediate safety and, and care, but, you know, future um, therapy. <clears throat> yes, Would you say absolutely. That? Yeah. So it's a big old mission and vision. Okay. Some people call me a dreamer and I say I'm a visionary. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, you. You, gotta, you get to pick your own label. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. I do. Or crazy. <laughs> we can, we can pick, choose that one too. Um, and it is, it, you know, it's, it does start with a dream. You have to start somewhere. And so Blanket Fort, I don't know if y'all remember building Blanket Forts when yep. you were little, okay? Now it makes sense. Yes. That was my next question. Where did this name come from? So Blanket, my boys loved them. I had my oldest one love them very much and would build them all over the house. And um, sometimes we had to have code words to go through them. And most of the time the word food would work. Uh, <laughs> both of my boys are very tall, like six three and six four. I think they got their height from me. I'm sitting down. Y'all don't know. That. <laughs> um, but so blanket fort is a place of safety. You mm-hmm. know, I can remember talking to different people, and even them, there was a place where they felt safe, a place where nobody could enter, and that's significant of a fort. 
a mm-hmm. fort where we've planted our flag and it's being guarded by an army. So we're automatically a fort. And our blanket fort has a name and it's Hope. Mm-hmm. So we don't want people to leave um, this podcast or anywhere that I speak feeling like there's no hope because y'all there is. That's why we're here. We can pretend that it doesn't exist and it is then it's sad, but it does exist, and so we're going to do something about it. So we're offering hope, and you want to be a part of that. You know, we all have a chance to be a part of changing a, lot, a child's life and giving them hope. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and it can happen. And so that's what we're doing. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 